If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everybody? My name is Mitch Dyer. Ryan McCaffrey is dead. He's being a judge, like Judge Dredd or Judge Judy or Judge Wapner or Judge Reinhold. Reinhold, that's a good one. Remember I like that last trial. That was Reinhold? really good. Yeah. Marty, we need uh, William Hung to say yeah. Yeah. Marty. <laughs> Please welcome Marty Sleeva, judge expert to the show, oh, Podcast Unlocked. Yeah. Uh, joining him, as always, Dustin Legary. Did you ever see Clerk's animated series with yeah, Judge with Reinhold? Reinhold. There's a lot right. of Judge Reinhold yeah. jokes in that. Yeah. Uh, Love that show. He's right for humor. Yeah, Nathan yeah. Vello, Capybara Games. Do you have any idea what's happening right now? I, I got the Judge Reinhold thing. I'm a, that's that's as far as I'm, a, I'm a big Arrested Development fan. Yeah. That's the, everything other than that. The before and the after, nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. They don't have Judge Judy in Canada? Yeah. yeah they, we actually... No, they totally do. My grandfather watches it all the time. <laughs> I was, he watches Judge Show, bro. I was going to make Judge a... Judy. I was going to try to figure out who actually was from Canada listening. That's and everyone yeah. except for me Yeah, two Canucks in here. Yeah. Nathan's from Toronto. Yeah, that's great. We'll get an all Canadian cast. Yeah, that's Thanks for your time. Uh, please leave. Wisconsin's kind of like Canada. <laughs> it's basically Canada Junior. We basically own you. Oh, or Canada is Wisconsin Senior. I don't think so. Wait, that's the same Gosh, thing. I think. That was a harsh burn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sick burn. Uh, special guest Nathan Vella, thank you for joining us. Uh, you're here because you make video games. We, try, yeah, we do. You made a video game. Yeah, we this week. Yes, we have a, a video game that is either coming out or out, depending on when the, when this, this is airs. Probably go up you on made it in a week. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we've been <laughs> talking about it for so many for, years. It, I, I got like twelve different emails from people that were like, "I've been following this game for seven years." I'm like, it, no, like okay, it's been a while. We've been working on it for a while, but seven. You're really gonna throw seven? <laughs> seven. At me? Seven's a lofty number. We yeah, get that's, it. That's we a, a bold play. Yeah. Yeah. Seven I, years. Come I'm on. fine with taking a while, but seven's pushing <laughs> yeah. it a little bit. Uh, so finally, after seven years, yes. Super <laughs> Time Force, Super Time Force on, on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Uh, today or tomorrow? Oh my gosh! Yeah, it is extremely likely. Wednesday, it's May out 14th. By the time you're hearing yes. this, May 14th. Very we'll lazy just, and not. We use dates. We yeah. use specific numbers. Yeah, this podcast will probably be deleted because everything Mitch touches burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this might be an enormous waste of our time. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't think so. Those yeah. Good. Uh, so reviews are coming out today. Yes, they're pretty good. I apparently um, you made a good game. I. <laughs> 
I thought so. I knew so, but it's nice to have people tell me that. Sure. Sometimes uh, you can't see the forest through the trees. No, it's... That's a saying. Releasing games is an extremely stressful thing, and there's a lot of anxiety involved, and you put a lot of work, and you risk a lot launching something, uh, and you tell yourself that it doesn't matter. Like It's just about the process and the people, and but it's really nice to get a lot of people who have a lot of sway understanding what you were trying to do yeah like it's one thing like i i everybody loves a good review score don't get me wrong and you know if it was a nine and it said this game is great and that was the entire piece people would probably be pretty stoked but i I think people have kind of like what we thought was rad about the game i think people caught it too and that's you never really know right like the same thing happened to us with sorcery the same thing happened to us with clash of heroes they're different games they're not Mm -hmm easy games to look at and be like, oh, obviously it's, it's good. There's, you know, you run and jump and shoot. Uh, Time Force is a relatively challenging game uh, from like a whole bunch of, like from the theoretical perspective, mm-hmm. it deals with time travel in a very real way, but also it's, you know, it's an old school style. I'm air quoting and you can't see it or maybe you <laughs> maybe can. Maybe you can. <laughs> um, but it's not about old school at all. It's not about being retro for retro's sake or anything like yeah. that. It's about trying to mash the two things together. And the fact that people picked up on that matters a lot to mm-hmm. us because yeah, that's what we're trying to do. The most interesting thing to me about it is it has that retro visual style, right? There's like all these like awesome 8-bitty kind of be- bleeps and bloops and sound effects. And it does have that like, remember video games, how cool they were? But then the mechanics of it and the way it functions moment to moment, it's like impossibly like you just could never have done impossibly that modern. before now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, it is definitively new. And yeah. I'm that's why it took a long time. Like yeah. that's, I mean, it's a very, seven years. It's yeah, seven nine years ago when we started. No, it's it is a very challenging thing to make to mm. try to, and and that's that's what we try to do as a studio, and it's what we've always tried to do is, you know, take something that might be familiar and twist it on its end, and that's that game matters a lot to our studio because of how far we tried to push something that could have been super simple and stupid. Uh, but also because of like the way that it started at the studio, the fact that it was just a couple of guys hanging out at a jam, and now there's a full five-hour video game yeah. based on a game that Ken and Mike and Vic made in three days at To Jam. Like that's, it seems so like, it seems ridiculous in in a lot of ways. And but that's the kind of beauty of the time that we're more working in, right? Where a, a crazy idea crunched out in three days can like a couple of years later become an Xbox One, Xbox 360 title. That's that's pretty cool to me. Can we go back say, so you you called it TO Jam? Yeah. If you say Toe Jam, Stop it. I start thinking of Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, that's, that's why I specifically yeah. say TO Jam. Yeah. yeah. That was an Xbox game, the third one. It was like Return what? to Funkatron. Are you making this up? No, that was an original Xbox game. You remember that? That was like OG Xbox. That was OG yeah. Xbox. Yeah. 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 Xbox One we call it. No, we, no, you can't no. you call it the you one can, Xbox. You can shoot. No. Um yeah, that was a game. That was a weird game. I'm good. I so, think a lot of people forgot that that game even existed. I 100% yeah, it, did. It fell into that 3D character platformer abyss, along with Voodoo Vince. <laughs> and, and Munch. And, and Munch. Azeric. And our good friend Blinks. Yeah. R. Oh, R. no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, I had a, cl- a stopwatch going. <laughs> Se- like, about about yeah. six minutes. Seven, seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just six. made a whole lot of people, including Phil Spencer, uh, feel really awkward. Right? <laughs> good. Well, we bring that game up on the show every week, specifically for Phil. Yeah. Who likes to remind us there was a Blinks, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I first played Super Time Force, um, I think it was PAX Prime 2012, I want to say. Yep. 
Um, and the game, uh, you know, it was one of those things I fell in love with right away. But the game, there's differences in the game now. Like, oh, you've huge changed ones. the yeah. rules of the game. You've changed scenes. Yeah, there was a time where, like, we saw the game, and I saw you months later, and was like, oh, how's Super Time Force going? And you said, oh, it's a totally different game now. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way. And it yeah. was. It was so what's, completely different. What's that process like, <laughs> the, and what was that like? The original Jam game had the, like, time rewinding, multiple characters coming back, back in, playing alongside your past selves. Mm-hmm. But it had, the mechanic was entirely based on you play, you die, auto rewind back to the start, and then you play again. Yeah. And so there was this like complete lack of control, complete lack of like, you have time travel, except you can't actually control any element of it. Time travel is just a thing that happened in the game. And we could have finished that game. I mean, I think that that would have been a fun little game. Mm -hmm. Um, And nobody on the team wanted that. Uh, Chris, our creative director, was was really vehement about, like, this is a bigger idea. This is not just a, like, thing that just happens and it's a fun little, you know, splody thing. Yeah. He sat down and worked with a bunch of the guys. And uh, it was before PAX East 2012. We call it the PAX of Legend. Um, where two weeks before we showed, that was when the uh, the idea of like scrubbing through like a VHS, uh, being able to choose your moment to come back in, being able to press a button to actually enter timeout mm-hmm. mode, that was when it got solidified. And we implemented that massive core change to the game in a very short period of time. And, and that was, was two weeks before PAX? That was basically two weeks before right. PAX Prime 2012, I think. It's going in or PAX East, sorry, PAX East 2012. Yeah, oh gosh. Uh, yes, three people overnighting in a hotel in Boston, showing the game the next day. Uh, that's not something I would recommend anybody doing. But the end result was that we took away the complete lack of control. Like, there was a point early on where you could go, like, 95% through a level, make a dumbass mistake. Oh, guess what? Got to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Even though your run was 99% perfect, uh, you get massively penalized, and death felt like a punishment. It felt like a pain that you had to experience because you weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. The shift to being able to control time and go in and out how you want meant that time was a weapon for yeah. you. It's a tool. It's a death becomes a a gameplay element instead of a punishment for sucking at gameplay. Yeah, and there's that a lot of times and a lot of reasons you might deliberately die. Oh, for sure. Oh, sure. And we really, really want people to play it how they want to play it. You how'd know? you come up? Sorry. Go hit it. No, How'd you come it. up with the concept? Like, was it influenced by a real life thing where you're like, oh, I wish I could rewind time and have a buddy and redo that? So, TO Jam that year. Tell us year, about the big regret in yeah. your life that you wish you could undo. Let's get real for a minute. Imagine I started bawling profusely. We should not make Guys, I can't do this. There was a body in the ditch. The TO Jam theme, like TO Jam and a lot of game jams have themes. They kind of try to like solidify, give people like some kind of framework to work in um, and the theme that year was what just happened mm-hmm. and so Kenneth the uh, lead programmer co-designer on the game kind of thought well like what if you were playing alongside what just happened consistently like what if you play your your cooperative players were what just happened and so that little concept turned into the basic idea which <laughs> turned into the much bigger idea that turned into the game that is now out, which and is low. Insane. Eleven years later, yeah. here we are. Wow, it keeps. This has been a really long <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really. It's just weirdly. Uh, I don't know. Weird synchronicity to me that the to me the first sort of major indie game of the 360 was Braid. That was sort of the thing that put it, the, <laughs> you know indie games on the map, and that's that's one of the stepping stones that got us to where we are today. And arguably the last big indie game of the 360 is going to be Super Time Force, which is also dealing with, like, hmm. you know, it mar- like where if Braid is marrying Super Mario Brothers with the time travel mechanic, then 
this is Marion Contra with the time travel mechanic. And so I, I, I feel like it's it's almost fitting that uh, you know we, we're starting and ending the 360s, you know, long life as a as a you know great indie platform. With Chris a, has a great quote, um, and that quote is. Super Time Force is not what happens when uh, Contra and Braid have a baby. It's what happens when Contra and Braid have a party. That's <laughs> really good! <All> right. <laughs> Copyright 2014, <laughs> Chris Piotrowski. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting to us, too, because uh, I will argue that N Plus was the first big. That's true. Uh, yeah. and, and it does get overlooked because it was, you know, uh, obviously Braid sold way sure. more but and plus from our friends metanet that are you know their office is not too far away from ours and they were the part of the reason why we even started making independent games they're the earl to your toe jam they yeah exactly yeah. let's bring it all back <laughs> that's i like yeah, this we're going i guess we could call that a callback yeah <laughs> it's just looping back to be strange uh so yeah it's it's very interesting to me that that like a platformer even though n plus is n- very different mm-hmm. than time force yeah. but platformer like n plus platformer like braid then kind of bookending, maybe. We'll see. I think we're still yeah. going to see some other really rad stuff on 360 because that platform's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, got, um, that's got a pretty good install base. It's still, people are still buying them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Dark Souls. You mentioned before that you had this whole mechanic where you would go and you would go and you would go and you would die and you'd go all the way back to the start. Sounds a lot like Below. Yes. So how are you, that's your guys' next game. Yes. How are you avoiding the same problem, right? Like that frustrating, like, oh, I got all the way there and now I'm dead and now I have to go do all this garbage again. And below, you don't have to go do it again. And that's that's a very, like, it's really strange. We didn't even really think much about it, but we are playing a lot with, like, death as gameplay yeah. in, in both of our games, even though they're, like, the most polar opposite of games that could come from the studio. And Chris needs a hug. Yeah. He's got, well, he's... You know, let's he's, make a bunch of games about death. He makes a lot of soup, though. He I does. Him on Instagram. Yeah. He's <laughs> always <laughs> making soup. Making yeah. soups all delicious. the time. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got some soup recipes. His, his, his mom and grandmother have, like, serious soup recipes. Coming soon. Yeah. Super time for us. Oh God! <laughs> Mic drop. I didn't expect that from you. Of all people that was, de- room, that was some Destin Legary level trash right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where to go from there, Mitch. What were we talking about? Uh, video game, I guess. Below. It's a uh, yeah. So it is in below. The idea is that you're playing after the the life that you just played. So it's not this kind of like loop of start do something, die, yeah. start all over again. It's it's actually like a chronological thing. You're you're arriving at the island after your last life. Mm-hmm. It might have been a day, it might have been a year. You don't really know and you'll never know. But the fact that it happens later means that the stuff that you did, the past life, still affects the world mm-hmm. and can still, uh, you know, represent progress yeah yeah so you Traps are, like, are still triggered and that yeah. body is still there yeah you you found a rad weapon and then died 10 levels down go find it it's probably still there mm-hmm. unless someone else found it or like some Sharks. random fucking animal ate it or something <laughs> like that because <laughs> that it is a it, we are eat weapons I, I that might be stretching that a little bit. <laughs> they might be able to do something with i weapons, love the idea you know? that you like find a dog and cut it open and there's a giant crossbow in its stomach <laughs> that dog has no teeth at all it's just really unhappy <laughs> no it's the the idea behind like, i mean super time force is really trying to make death into something that can be fun and below it's meant to be harsh and punishing and it's like if you die because of the way that you bleed in the game any kind of like attack that you take from an enemy anytime you don't block an attack and you get hit starts you bleeding even if it's a tiny little prick uh and you will die if you don't deal with it and so it becomes this kind of like stress of how to deal with taking damage that will eventually lead to death um and the fact that you 
do die a lot is a very key part of that of below as well. Mm-hmm. It is about trying to build upon the life that came before you and and slowly and progressively get better at the game through learning it for yourself rather than through having somebody you hold your hand through it. I like that. That's super rad. Me too. That's a it's a pretty big tonal shift though from I mean from what you guys did with, you know, from Critter Crunch to Sorcery to you know, super time force and out of below. Like, is that something you guys like, like sort of pride yourselves on is being able to provide experiences that are like remarkably different from each other? It's extremely so. Um, I think that, I mean, we've never really done a sequel. Um, although I would love to at some point, it'd be way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've never really done the same genre. We've never really tried to, you know, we've basically, we're always starting from scratch. And it's really, I mean, it's a huge challenge for the studio, and I think that's part of the reason why our games take a little longer mm-hmm. than maybe we'd like and maybe our fans would like. But I think the, the end result is that we never get stuck, you know, as a one-trick pony or, or doing something that we get bored with. Mm-hmm. We're always choosing what games we do and pushing those games hard because of our interest in actually making them, because of how, like, friggin' fun it is to make Super Time Force or how obscenely challenging design-wise or artistically it is to make Below. I mean, yeah. those challenges are are why I think a lot of us enjoy working at the studio. There's a lot of other places that these amazing, talented, amazingly talented people could be making games, but I think a big reason why they are here and have been here for a really long time uh, is is because it's always something kind of different, and I don't know if there's a. I mean, it's it. There's no way of me saying this without sounding like a cocky douche, but I don't think there's a lot of other studios out there making two games at the same time that are that mm-hmm. crazily totally. different. And that's that's why we do it. I mean, we're 22 people. There's maybe three of us who, prior to Cappy, had ever made video games before. Jeez. It's it's a bunch of fresh perspectives on the stuff that we're making and yeah. lots of us have been together for six seven eight years and that team that really kind of relationship between people the fact that everybody's friends but also colleagues and also willing to call bullshit whenever anybody throws bullshit out mm-hmm. uh that's i don't know that's what i like about making games i yeah. like the if i was to like throw out the whole game side of it and still get to go to work with those people every day it'd still be pretty okay it's better with games but we're gonna go make shoes yeah actually that's a great idea yes. yeah we you can have it? that one for free super time for us oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah, i'm actually yeah, that's two that's two what else can we do keep it going uh i was gonna ask we see a lot of games dealing with this issue of death or time or like infinity blade you die but you carry over your xp uh zombie U, where you can find your old yep. dead body mm-hmm. yep you know um do you think it's just game designers looking at new ways to deal with death in games I think part of it is that. Part of it is like uh, seeing what has been done well and trying to think about it from like a, a switch perspective, a different mm-hmm. angle. Because um, mm-hmm. let's face it, you kind of die in every almost every game ever. Yeah. But those like Zombie U is an amazing example of like a game that could have been kind of meddling and bland, but mm-hmm. death is kind of what makes it fun and interesting. And I think that is very influential to I mean there's it's very hard to find a cultural form I think that isn't doesn't have some kind of like one upsmanship almost in in like the creative process like oh those guys did that what if we like if mm-hmm. maybe there's a better way yeah. maybe there's a different way um and I think that is that is a part of it I with below because we started the concept so long ago um like 
pre-Demon Souls concept. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. like, we actually prototyped it pre-Demon Souls, which is really weird to think about because of... That's like 12 th- years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that came out. Time, time is really weird <laughs> in this room. Yeah. <laughs> I did this to myself. <laughs> I set this all up yeah. Yeah. perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting for us because I, I think between Time Force and Below there are those weird kind of commonalities, but despite them being super separate games, but having started and worked on those games, like we it was very it'd be very easy for us to How rude. <laughs> Feel free to just take a phone call in the middle of this podcast. Sorry guys. I I that's probably turn. not important. As, as you're as shipping a game. <laughs> that was Phil Spencer. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's up, Phil? <laughs> No, we haven't talked about Blinks yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Telephone ruined everything I was saying. No, we're good. Nice. Right, where were we? Uh, You're gone. I'm sure a lot of people listen to you know, the Xbox podcast. Uh, like, what was it like working with Microsoft and continuing to work with Microsoft? I mean, you know, Super Time Force is on Xbox One and, and 360, and then going forward, you know, Below has had a very – it was on stage at the Microsoft conference yep. last year. Uh, so what's what's that relationship been like? It's been really awesome. I mean, it's it's – Interesting because I, I've known Chris Charla for a really long time, and Chris was a big reason why Super Time Force ended up on 360 in the first place, and then one later on. Uh, Who's Chris for people who don't know? Oh, Chris Charla is the the head of the ID at Xbox program. Was the portfolio director for XBLA when he was working with Microsoft mm-hmm. Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, Responsible for a lot of really cool stuff. Yes, absolutely. Still writes really rad zines. And Ooh, is that true? Oh yeah, totally. Wow. I I have all of his. All of his stuff. He writes wow. a, a skateboarding zine called the, really? Wall- the Wallingford Skate Report. Wow. Which is amazing. And uh, Did I was, he just I forget the time passed? Yeah. Oh, no, he's he just, like, no, he, it's 1995. He's a guy that's just super passionate about the things that he's that's very awesome. passionate about. Did you about. see that Cowboy Bebop zine people were tweeting about? <laughs> <laughs> it's called So Long Space Cowboy. I'm 100% serious. No, is this new? No, yeah, it's I like a zine it. people just started tweeting is about. It? Like Steve Gaynor just got it in the mail. Yeah, you know, that's like, serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. What people were like, I want What did they write about? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Cowboy Bebop is awesome. You could write about it forever. Yeah, yeah, that, I dog, guess that dog was pretty cute. Yeah. Ein. That's right. That was, <laughs> that's wow. that was everybody at the same <laughs> time. Three of us yelling a German number at the same time is like terrifying <laughs> yeah. to like any Polish or Jewish listener. A, the, the, the camera automatically shuts off. The mics automatically shuts off. What is even happening? Yeah. Uh, so so Chris Chris and I started talking about, about Time Force after IGF way back when. Uh, and... I was like, so do you want to bring this game to 360? He's like, yeah, it sounds cool, but we're only working on it one day a week. It's just a bed project. And Charlie was just like, yep, yeah, sure, that's that's cool. It doesn't matter. I was like, well, we're not actually going to like make it into a full project for a while. We've got some other stuff. He's like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Just we just want the game on 360, and that yeah. was a, a, for us a really great starting point. Which is like, you just make the game however the hell you want to make the game. End result, game ends up on 360. Awesome. Um, and then as Xbox One got announced, we knew that we wanted to bring it there as well it made a lot of sense for us and we love the idea of fresh platforms and being on a platform early something we never had experience with we came into 360 ps3 pretty late came into ds late like we're at the came into ds past late yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah it was really it was really important for us and uh they've i mean the reason a huge reason why the game is is launching or has launched is because they were amazingly helpful to help get the game through certification to like you know tell us like hey you guys want to hit this release date let's hit this release date it's going to be really hard um and it was really hard but they they did a lot of great work to get it through both on 360 and xbox one and i mean for us it's we you know we we self-fund our own projects 
we want to own our own projects as much as possible. We want to control our projects as much as possible. And to a lot of places, that's scary shit, and they want nothing to do with it. But that was kind of one of those things that we didn't even have to fight for, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, a really – I mean, that's a great place to start with when you're a type of studio like we are. So, yeah, I mean, I I love seeing – ID at Xbox blow up. I love knowing that that Chris and Phil work together on it. I love knowing that there's that there is a you know that there are two consoles that independent developers can really put games on, and that's that's what we want. We want opportunities for these games to to shine. And I think Microsoft's doing a lot to to you know let them shine. Hopefully, this game is shining right when this comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, I I, I totally. I'm not deaf and, and hear a lot of the, the crap that gets talked about them. And uh, I, it's all I can talk about is my own personal sure. experience. Yeah. So mm-hmm. We've learned over time that, that, you know, sometimes shit happens and sometimes it doesn't. Um, and we've been nothing but, but impressed with them. And even something as simple as like below shifting to be able to come out on, on PC and Xbox One at the same time, uh, that's, I think that shows that they're understanding what's happening in independent development right now and the importance of of PC as a platform as well. And that, I mean, really we can all sit back and look at PC as a platform benefiting Microsoft as a whole. And there's like a big kind of like thread that goes through that. But the thing that we want, the thing that is most important, I think, to independent development as a whole is, is having opportunities that don't require you to break down doors and fight tooth and nail for something that, that might not work out. Now it's don't have to fight and it's going to work out. You will get the game. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm so glad you weren't like, Oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about Microsoft for a second. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's Phil listens. It'd be really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel, I mean, I, I, I give Phil, a, I, I owe him a lot. He's, uh, he definitely fought for below to be on mm-hmm. stage at, mm-hmm. at an E3 press conference. That's he wore a cappy shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that no. that melted our faces. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. But no, it's it's. That's it's why Chris a, it's, isn't here. Yeah, exactly. His face actually yeah. melted. Yeah. And then he, he made still it the soup. <laughs> <laughs> he actually put his face. in. <laughs> That's why it tastes so good. Gross. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're in a weird place. Face soup. Yeah. Weird place face right soup now. is gonna be the name of some awful shooter. You know that's coming out. Face soup. Yeah. Where you get to like coming from deep coming silver is like face soup. Herb. <laughs> Aubrey's gonna crush you. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. It's. It's a very it's an interesting spot for us. I'm really like I'm really stoked that the game can launch simultaneously on both. I think that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's rad. Um, and it's it means that everybody who <laughs> hasn't decided to upgrade yet, there's a brand new game that hopefully is pretty bonkers. And for I mean I just I'm a huge fan of when you're watching your replays in Super Time Force, you can just press the Y button, game DVR your entire replay. Yeah. And, yeah. And the my favorite part about it is that they all the replays are to the same crazy tune, and so everybody's upload videos are gonna just be this like kind of honky, <laughs> chip tunes honky tonk jam yeah, of I insanity. And yeah, yeah I mean I, th- I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to see. I hopefully people make crazy replays. Yeah, me too. Yeah, talking about the uh, sort of how how. Microsoft, you know, is allowing you guys to publish on PC with Below and everything. Uh, I feel like they're really getting away from that that rigidity and sort of hubris stigma that they may have had coming out of the last generation. You know, the 360 was such a huge hit, and and just in the past, you know, year since the Xbox One first got revealed, like you've seen them sort of they've had to crow a little bit, and they've had to you know go back on some decisions. Indeed. So <laughs> someone else needs to get in there. <laughs> the Xbox One, as Marty insinuated. Yeah is coming this June, June 9th, same day as Microsoft's press conference. Mm-hmm. 
will be available for $399 with no connect. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Sorry, NSA. Can't spy me as I play games in the buff. Like you do. Shia like they do. Shia yeah. LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a big deal. Yes. I mean, this so is... this is something we, we talk about a lot on this podcast that you know Microsoft needs this price drop to kind of catch up to Sony's sales. Sony's at 7 million sales. Microsoft's at 5 million shipped. Both of those are really good. But Microsoft could use you know a little kick in the ass to get their sales up. Mm-hmm. The most important, obvious thing is to drop the price. Here we are. Hey, the price has dropped. Bonus. There's no connect. People don't want that. Awesome. Phil Spencer has listened and given the people yeah. what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. get a machine with you know a cheaper price and out the thing that you don't want. We yeah. talked a lot about price cuts on the podcast and IGN conversations. I don't. I think we kind of guessed that a price cut would happen, but not connectless. Like, did anybody see that coming? No. I've been saying for months that this would never yeah. happen. Yeah. It's. I think it caught a lot of folks very off guard. Did you ever see this coming? No, no, I definitely did not. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that's, I think that's kind of why it's a good thing. I think a lot of us just kind of expected them to stick with their guns. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, being able to make course corrections is pretty important when you're a massive business, and it's not that easy to do. Yeah. So you got to respect that. That's for sure. Being able to adapt to that particular company, like Microsoft, being improvisational is like an incredible feat. <laughs> yeah. so, well done, Phil. Yeah. Here's my big question now that it's been removed. Like yes. in June 9th, they have to do a UI update because so much relies on the connect and utilizing the voice commands. Like you have to pretty much snap everything to make it work otherwise. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think there's going to be like a huge patch June 9th? There's got to be something to come with it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the, all they Snap is the big thing. Snap is the big thing. It's Xbox Record That. It's features that are kind of core to the Xbox One experience that require Connect. It's the things that, you know, if you want to use these, you should get a Connect. Those are like the really big incentivizers. Mm-hmm. But they're also important to the day to day experience of using an Xbox One. Yeah, you and don't want to end up in a scenario where Game DVR becomes a challenge to use. Yeah. Because yeah. it not being a challenge is the reason why so many people yeah, use it. Yeah, sure. Because then you're you punishing. Oh, that was user. rad. Let's just uh, record that as opposed to, oh, I have to go through this menu and I have to, oh, f- yeah. Yeah. fuck it. I'm just not going to do it. But then yeah. you have the it's balance. It's really difficult to do without Connect. Yeah, but I just, I'm terrified that. It will become a thing like, well, if you want that, you gotta buy a Connect for one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... so you also you interviewed Phil Spencer this morning. Yes, and he talked a little bit about that. So. Yeah, so the quote that Phil gave me was, "It will not be exactly one hundred dollars. We don't know if that means it'll be mm-hmm. less. We don't know if that means it'll be more. You think it's, it's gonna be not more. gonna be less? I think it'll be more. Yeah, I mean that's a hundred dollar gap between. I mean it can't be less because then why would anyone buy the five hundred dollar version? Yeah, <laughs> good. Because that's still gonna exist. Right? I mean yeah. they might at E three say like, and by the way, this is getting dropped to fifty dollars less. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't think they'll do 150 because the last connect was 150, like separate. Correct? Is that correct? I don't that know. Something like, like 120, and it came with a game or something. I think they should do 120 <laughs> with a game. I think that would be just a stick decent it with price Connect point. Sports Rivals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or something new. Oh, no, would Fantasia, be awesome. Fantasia, 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 Fantasia. I felt really bad for the harmonics guys. Oh man, that's, yeah. the, that's the one game on the horizon I was like legitimately excited to it's have a connect for. Awesome, and Fantasia's it's the only game really on the horizon. Fantasia's heart. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, I th- the good thing is, is that they still have a pretty substantial audience of people who have. Oh, sure. Who yes. have yeah, you have that. So you're not initial you, five million. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that's a, a heck of a lot of people that could use some cool connect shit. And yeah. Harmonics is like the people to give. And it this, to you. Yeah. I mean, this the removing of the connect from one skew is not the death of connect. Oh god. This is not Microsoft saying, ah, we give up, we're throwing in the towel. There will still be models and there will still be bundles that come with connect. For sure. And it will still be an integral part of the you know, the Xbox experience. I think the idea of letting consumers choose what they're truly <coughs> interested in, what what really 
jazzes them up about yeah. uh, about a system is is a s- smart thing to do. I mean, I think there's the more control or choice that that people have to get in, the less likely they are just to say, "Well, I'm I'm out totally. I yeah. don't want any of this." No, there's there's options now, yeah. and that's I mean, we've seen that happen in the past with Microsoft before, with Sony doing the same thing with. Uh, Nintendo trying to provide different, mm-hmm. you know, different 3DS, 2DS. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's giving people a chance to, to pick and choose. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think in the 2DS. end, yeah. I bet that game sold like crazy with Pokemon. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look back at the 360s life, it was it was a very modular console. Like, you, it went down from that arcade model, which was awful and had like four gigs. Like, you could barely yep. put, like, Symphony of the Night on it to, <laughs> like, you had the crazy $500, you know, gold-plated Call of Duty, Call of Duty yeah. like, 700 gig, 2 terabytes, <laughs> 5 giga rams, yeah. and you got the Wi-Fis. I don't know how anything <laughs> All of that. The and all of that. <laughs> it had it all. It had man. Wi-Fis, too, and it had the connect and all that garbage. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But it's, I mean, it's a, it's really rare that, Everyone kind of gets caught off guard. Yep. And I think this is one of those times. I mean, even with the with them choosing to to switch back out of always online, people kind you could feel like there wasn't any kind of hard lines in the sand drawn. Uh, you know, that was a, a an about face that people were like, okay, <laughs> well, yeah. they're 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 probably going to do that. This one, I think it. Well, I'm I'm very hopeful that it that it is like ushering in the the Phil Spencer era of Xbox where uh, it, it is more, it's, it's less about one person kind of like making decrees. This is what our yeah. console is about. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Phil's proven time and time again that he's really good at listening to people. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the most human head of Xbox you could possibly imagine. And yeah. that if this, uh, I, nobody knows how long <laughs> this has been coming down the pipes or anything like that. But uh, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. Like if this really is, you know, Phil's first big move, uh, it, I think it says a lot about what might happen in yeah. the future of, of Microsoft consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the way we are kind of wired to think at IGN is we are constantly like, how does this benefit the consumer? You know, the kind of the audience. We're talking to the audience directly all the time. You're probably a lot more engineered to think about, like, development and the dev side of things. Like, you know, your business kind of thrives on these kinds of movements in the mm-hmm. industry. Uh, Cappy, not really known for... It's Connect games. No. Presumably not working on a whole slew of Connect games in the future. But what do you make of this from the dev community? Like, is this a good thing for devs? Is this detrimental to them? Like, what is the dev community going to think about this, do you expect? Well, I think if you look at it from total bird's eye, like, I'm <coughs> staring down at all kinds of development going on. Most of it is is straight controller-based sure. stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of it has, like, we muck around with, with Connect stuff. We It's not that hard to implement stuff, and it's it's... A cool toy for sure, but it until you have a core idea, until you're making Connect Party, uh, it's it's not going to be a yeah. primary focus of yeah. development. Um, and so I I think right now uh, the fact that it could have pretty substantial impact on the user base of a, of an Xbox One means a lot to how developers look at going multi-platform, look at you know who they're building their games for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can see it having a pretty... I mean, for me, I was flying on an airplane, read it, like trying to get crappy Wi-Fi so I could read about it, and I had no idea that it was coming. And, you know, for us, having a game out, like basically right when that's about to hit, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at it saying, well, we made like, 
crazy running gun time traveling platformer doesn't use connect yeah mm-hmm. new model doesn't affect us in any way yeah. in yeah. fact it probably kind of helps us out a little bit so sure. I, I do think that there are a lot of people that love the idea of developing for different interfaces i mean whether it's touch or like wii u controller tablet or yeah. 3ds or or connect or move like there's it's it's fun to toy around with that kind of stuff but it does kind of butt heads with business reality and I mean, it's funny for us, and I think for most other people in uh, smaller scale development, all the choices that we make serve us best when they're made by putting players first, right? Yeah. Sure. Bus- yeah, business yeah. first is how you go into business. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the video game industry for anybody who's. We'll make it like, free to play, and everything costs a hundred dollars. Yeah. Money. It's, unless you're unless you're at a scope where you can deal with that, and that sure. usually is hundreds of people, not tens of people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the decisions that you make are made based on how to make like the coolest thing you can possibly make. And for some people, that might be a Connect project. And hope, I hope that there still are those kind of crazy. I want to see another Connect party like crazy. Yeah. But I, I hope that that still happens. But it, it can happen in a different way now. It's it's not going to be necessarily as mandated or like you don't have to check that checkbox off, yeah. which I think helps us focus development because that's really sure. like that's also a super important point of making games. Is like. Why is there no multiplayer in Time Force? Well, because it's a better game if we don't try to shoot yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need yeah. just bullet yeah. points on and the back. Exactly. And I, and I think that that's actually the case. Like, Titanfall is a phenomenal friggin' video game because they didn't try to checkmark everything off. Yeah. They picked what they were good at, what they wanted to do, focused on it, and you got a, fo- a focused experience. Yeah. And that's I think that's how the best shit gets made. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this knocks off one little <laughs> question that a developer might ask. Um, and that may be the question doesn't get asked at all because they are making a connect game maybe you know maybe double fine does make connect party 2 mm-hmm. we got them to make costume quest 2 but sure. we can <laughs> if we just yell at them long enough yeah, yeah for sure I want, I want next generation dubstep mode damn it oh <laughs> my god can you imagine it uh, i can't imagine it <laughs> we, we, we play a lot of connect party at the studio. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i i think in general it's going to give a lot of people a lot of good feelings because mm-hmm. they Everybody wants to see two platforms doing really well. Yep. That's the best case scenario mm-hmm. for us. And it, and if this is part of the move to do a small amount of catch up that really needs to happen, then thumbs up for me. How do you feel? A lot of people were tweeting. Uh, I, I thought this was a great move. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. A lot of people who may have bought the console for five hundred dollars in November kind of peeved. Feels like uh, Microsoft's are you know they feel like they're turning their back on early adopters and like the true kooky fans. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel like that? I mean, we have Xboxes. I'm like the only early adopter, right? You yeah. too? I have one. Oh, yeah, okay. One. So yeah, three of me. us in here bought it early. <clears throat> I, got, I felt a little bit like, oh, like I could have saved $100. Yeah, but but you also got six months of yeah. playing your Xbox One. Exactly. You got, you got yeah. Titanfall yeah. when it came out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I really like the Kinect functionality, actually. So I'm kind of happy well, that I have it. Xbox we, record that. I yell at my Netflix. All the time. Record that yeah. stuff is yeah. really good. Snap is really good. Twitch is really good with voice. We made like our... Super Time Force uh, announcement on Xbox One was us yelling at the Kinect to like <laughs> Xbox go to Super Time Force was basically the trailer because yeah, yeah. we were just like holy crap we can be playing below and tell it to go to Super oh, Time yeah, Force right, yeah. I remember yeah. that yeah. Um, so I, I don't know I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that I've, I've come to I laughed at it at first like nah, who's ever going to and then the next thing you know I'm totally the guy yelling at his TV yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I do think that I mean I do think that it and I mean I don't know about you guys, but it totally worked for me, so I never yeah. really found any frustration yeah. points. And, but at the same time, like if again, if if that's what 
the people who are going to keep all of us gainfully employed demand, then, you know, there's got to be some some heed put to that. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of those people are sort of, they want what, uh, something along the lines of what Nintendo did with the 3DS ambassador program, where it's like, we cut the price real quick, but if you did buy it early, here are 10 downloadable games. I think it was, it was like 10, yeah. G- or five GBA games and yep. five old NES games mm-hmm. for free. And oh, like, that was really cool for me. Awesome. As someone who <laughs> that was an insane yeah. offering. It was like, you will really never see anybody do like, that again. Here's yeah. like Yoshi's Island, and here's yep. <laughs> Mario World, and here's <laughs> Zelda. Like Zelda. The original yeah. Legend of Zelda, Zelda and Metroid. Minish Cap. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap. Fusion. Yep. Okay, I'll take all this. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Minish Cap is so good, too. Yeah. Minish Cap is oh, super good. I don't know what they would do with Xbox One, though. Like, here's Spartan Assault. Yeah, they're but I mean, that so away. exactly, yeah. like, we'll you're getting that. that in Free for June, we'll get to that. But at the same time, like, they gave Forza away with most Xbox Ones. Mm-hmm. It was like two months after launch, Forza was just thrown in the box. Yeah. And I don't think that adopting early entitles you to that. You don't deserve something because you happen to buy something before a thing changed. Because that's every if, electronic. If you're, exactly. If you're excited about something and you buy it, how is that any loss? Right. Yeah. Well, you bought I'm, what you were excited to get. Yeah. You yeah. got to play Titanfall when Titanfall was like the game everyone was playing yeah. for a month. Yeah. Like that but, was... a lot, but a lot of companies do do this when uh, somebody early adopts. They give you, like when Apple released the iPhone 1 and then price dropped it like really shortly after. Uh, they gave people like a hundred bucks or something like that for they paid their phone bill or something for like two months. I don't remember what it was. Those exactly. are like really fringe case scenarios, though. Like well, those are one an, of them. those are anomalies. This is seven months after launch. They drop it. They give you an option to buy it cheaper, you know. Didn't, and didn't I think they'll do something PS3 for the audience. Something very similar to that. Because PS was originally wasn't there a four ninety nine and a five ninety nine? The PS three had the forty gig effect. and the sixty gig. Yeah. The okay. forty gig didn't have backwards compatibility. It had like some backward, it but it limited sucked, backward compatibility. And sixty was the better. Yeah, something like 60 that. Sixty was yeah. fully backward compatible. I don't remember yeah. Sony ever like me accompanying and I don't giving even, people things. No, or, that's, no, that's no. They definitely didn't give anything yeah. away for free. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I can, I can understand people feeling a little bit jilted, <laughs> maybe, but in, sure, you know, at, at the end of the day, if you got, if you actually used it for six months, then that's a, that's yeah. a small fee. And to me, yeah. it's like that's the world of electronics. It's not like if I buy a tennis racket for $20, it's going to be the same tennis racket as next year, whereas if I buy a TV for $500, next year the $500 TV is going to be better than the one I bought. Yep. Same yeah. thing with graphics cards, same thing with consoles, same PCs, thing with any Apple products. PCs. That's yeah. that's twenty years. I mean, PC any right there. That's like like everyone's always terrified to buy the new iPhone or iPad because they're like, well, in six months there's gonna be a better one for the same price. Yep. But it's like well, at a certain just, point you just have to say, all right, this is the one that I this want. This is the one I'll have for the next couple of years, and then I'll worry about it. Yeah. You know, future future Mitchell. Yeah. I think if Microsoft did do something, does it have to be a sixty dollars game or could it be a downloadable game like Peggle Two? I think it could be credit. Be I think credit would be cool. I would love credit to see be, credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 20, 30 bucks. Let yeah. me choose the game you got. What? Download one game and pay the developer for it? Super yeah. Time yeah. Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could buy an Xbox in June without a connector. You could play a Super Time Force on Xbox One right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds okay to me. Um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Trying to look out for the people. Yeah. I don't know. What, what were we getting at? Oh, the games of gold. So, games yeah. of gold is coming in June to yes. Xbox One. I feel like we do the same song and dance every time we talk about Xbox we, or we, games of gold. Well, what have we been saying? Hey, Ryan's been saying Halo Spartan Assault like every week. Oh, I've been saying that too. Like game. that's the game that we need to make free on games with gold is Spartan mm-hmm. Assault, Spartan Assault, Spartan Assault. Yeah. And that's free. That's awesome. Like now it is it's a free yeah. Halo game on Xbox One. Yeah. Why wasn't it at launch? Why couldn't you say get a free Halo game at launch? Oh, they're like, not going to do it at launch. They they know people are going to be looking for something. PlayStation Halo. 4 had it. it. What PlayStation Plus Gun? Yeah. If you're a PlayStation Plus Gun member. was free for PlayStation Plus. Well, that's on not day like Killzone. They didn't give away Killzone for free. Yeah, Contrast is free too. Yeah, yeah but oh, yeah. I mean, Resogun is 
Spartan Assault Spartan level Assault. video games, yeah. but Resogun's yeah. emulator. Spartan Assault is not Halo 5. It's not like a mm-hmm. big AAA thing in the same way that Resogun is not. It's like a yeah. cool little thing that you could play. Resogun, probably better, arguably. Still, yeah, I mean, the cool thing was, yeah, like Nathan said, when you had a PS4 at launch and you had PlayStation Plus, you could buy Contrast and Resogun. You could play those immediately. Mm-hmm. So you could literally not buy a game. For $0. And you'd have two games that were really rad. Because you, yeah. got, you got free month with... Just with the purchase. That's true, yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah, I think the whole free game space is kind of awesome from a player and scary from a developer. <laughs> sure, it's terrifying yeah. from um, a developer. So when Super Time Force is free and you make zero money on it in a few months, sorry. Yeah, it's. I, mean, I love the idea of, of highlighting games that might not necessarily have received the attention that they should have. Launching Resogun for free seems kind of insane to just me. because it's mm-hmm. a really good game and it's uh, everybody knows housemark right like they're not it's it's not like people forgot dead nation and stardust like yeah those games didn't just you know they existed and were super popular yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's I, I don't know i can see it being a really a, a really challenging thing for developers to, well i know it's a really challenging thing for developers to have to deal with but mm-hmm. i think there's I think it's now mandatory, right? Like we've crossed that line. You now have to get free stuff for subscribing. There's yeah. no, com- yeah. there's no going back. If mm-hmm. like the second that anybody else starts thinking about doing subscription fees for any online content, you gotta start giving away some stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and it's good that it's happening. I do agree that it probably should have happened sooner. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I mean piggybacking off that, there's also the news that. You're going to be able to, was it Netflix and HBO Go? Oh, Netflix, yeah. HBO Go, That's Twitch, right. um, Amazon. Also, yeah, all the entertainment apps, basically. All no the apps longer, can be used. No gold required. Yeah, no longer gold required, which yeah. is, I mean, as it should be. Like, mm-hmm. I'm already paying 15 bucks a month for Netflix or whatever, That's, $100 a year for Amazon yeah. or whatever that stuff costs. So like, my big wonder in all of this yeah. is, was that ever a problem for anybody? Like, if you have an Xbox One and you're using Netflix and you're using Amazon, you're probably a pretty hardcore user of that console, which Mm -hmm. to me kind of indicates that you are, in all likelihood, paying for Xbox Live Gold because you're using the... You're trying to get the most out of that console that you can. Mm -hmm. Not... What was the... I don't know. Was there ever any ratio like, oh, these people play gold or pay for gold but don't use it? Or these people, you know, a certain percentage of the user base wants access to Amazon but can't Mm -hmm. have it because they're silver. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's moms and dads who want to buy a console for their kids, but they want to make sure that they have access to Netflix and stuff and don't have to pay for it. You know, so they want to expand that audience. You know, they already have us, you know, the subscribers who pay every year the $60, but they need that additional market. I just think, like, if you're buying an Xbox One in particular, you are buying in for Call of Duty, Titanfall, Maybe Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare is Halo's, like a semi... Halo, you know Halo's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. These are yeah. all multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of the games you're going to play on Xbox One are predominantly multiplayer. I so think you that's probably the have vast a majority yeah. of, of any lar- any retail game now. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to be playing some kind of, of multiplayer. Yeah, if you look at the biggest mm-hmm. franchises, I mean, you go through Call of Duty and GTA and Assassin's Creed, yep. and those all have a multiplayer functionality. Watch yeah. Dogs yep. is going to have it's, it. And it's all worth playing, yeah. and you don't want to... Like, nobody buys a game to miss out on stuff that their friends are doing. Yeah. I, 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 multiplayer, for me, is is equal parts social and enjoyment. 100%. Right? Like, and that's... So I, but I do think there's, like, the... Like you were saying, the opportunity to, to have that, like, second piece of the console. Like, it does this... And I can also I can also use it for that. I yeah. being like someone mm-hmm. who is not going to play yeah. COD or Halo or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, this is, is absolutely like there's nothing wrong with this happening at all. 
I was just uncertain about whether or not this actually affected it's, the users at all. Mm-hmm. We don't really know uh, what no. the subscriber, like on either yeah. platform or any platform, we never really get to know much about, other than Steam, about what the, the subscriber base really is. The data's right? got to be out there somewhere. Somebody yeah. give me that Microsoft, data. Microsoft's headquarters, that's where it is. Yeah. Phil, call me back. Yeah. We'll just get, you know, Mission Impossible in there, pushed like it. by, <laughs> hole in the window. Phil's so just yeah. like, you could have just called. That's <laughs> true. Just admit. Wear yeah. your Phil Spencer mask. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Is that what he sounds like to you? Hello. I would like to see the numbers. I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah. Nailed it. No, that, that was actually my Homer Simpson. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was a reference, but I don't know if anybody yeah. got that. Phil uh, Simpson season 24. Starring Keeper Why Sutherland. Ah, I picked the wrong number. Boom. Uh, yeah, the 360 the, games. We called uh, Dark Souls. And did we called Street Fighter. Did we call Street Fighter? Yeah, I said it offhandedly. I'm like, well, Sony had Street Fighter. So That'd every month we try to guess what the game's are yeah. going to be. We're mm. horrifically wrong every time. I'm usually drawing Dark, Dark Souls, Souls for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. 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 Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. So what are they for June? June's games are Dark Street Souls, Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4, and I can't remember the third Isn't one. Isn't it uh, Max? Max? No, that's for Xbox Max One. Is, okay, yeah, yeah. Max is Xbox One. Uh, What's the other? Because there are three Xbox 360 games in June, which is yep. nice. Nope. Somebody vamped. Somebody vamped. Well, I really like Dark Souls. It had that death mechanic we were talking about before, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> where you could die but then recollect your. It your inspired souls. a wonderful looking and game from Captain Bar Games called Below. Mackie yeah. is joining Rogan and JGL in Xmas comedy. That's a story. How about Thank them God. Batman pictures? <laughs> Watch Out has nine <laughs> special editions? What? what? <laughs> no, now we're going into a totally yeah. different news story. Tell You're me more. Helping. Well, we're going in there. Yeah, we're going to find out. Tell me, about, okay. nine tell me about editions. the contents of each individual yeah. nine... What? Uh, An no, hour there's, later. There's no, yeah. chart. no, there's no Mitch, chart. you're overwriting. Am I? Oh, uh, that's yeah. fine. Oh, well. We don't Goodbye, need audio, transitions. Goodbye, mystery audio track <laughs> in the garage. Oh, days of a future past review. I want to see what we gave. Would you please find the news story? I want to see what we gave X-Men. Marty is completely useless to us right now. 8.8! That's really great. That's great great point great. Great point great. (laughs) It's the biggest and best entry in the series since X-Men 2. Since the last one that wasn't trash. Oh, weird. (laughs) Too bad it's director's a demon. First Class wasn't (laughs) trash. I liked First Class. I liked First Class a lot. Oh, man. Fastbender. I just choked on that water I was drinking. Now my throat and chest really hurt. I can't find it. Oh, your Can we just clip leaked. out this like weird place this, for right yeah. now where nothing makes any yeah. sense? Games with gold. Oh, there's another thing. Games. What was it like? The deals, deals with gold. Deals with, with gold. gold. We were talking so about. we can vamp no, that. No, deals Marty, with gold is something different. While Marty fails to oh, find this new I'm story, I'm literally clicking out a game spot like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, no, Christ. <laughs> Uh, oh my Chris Ferrer, it hurts so much. Uh, <laughs> so one of our former, our best, oh, like one of our our. He was here like the longest. Our freelancer, he was like Chris Ferrer for a long time. Best news guy, he's back at One Up with me. Like I went through the shit with him, and now he just went over to Gamespot. Mm. Judas, Ooh. Judas Pereira, we call him. Jude, old Judas Pereira. What did Judas have to say about games of gold? I don't know. He did not. He did not do the inverted. Boom! Pyramid. That's why you don't work here anymore. <laughs> 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 don't say that. I'm not saying these things because it hurts. <laughs> no, he just says uh, Halo and and Max. How is it so difficult to find this oh information? Oh my god! Moving on, forget it. I don't All even right. care anymore. So deals with gold is three uh, games on 360. I think it's supposed to be like every month they do discounts for major Xbox One games and. To start, oh, they're doing thing. they're doing Forza and Rise for Charlie Murder. Charlie Murder. Between Charlie Murder. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Marty. 
<laughs> if you don't know if Charlie Murder was a video game, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> so in the middle of talking, and then I just scream Charlie Murder. I'm pretty sure that's why Jason Michelle cut, named it that. I'm just going to cut the file as soon as he yells that. That's the end of the <laughs> that's podcast. The end of the that's, the file. <laughs> that's when you do the zoom in, the Michael Jordan Chicago thing, zoom in on Marty's face. Oh, uh, this is like the most weird inside baseball episode of IGN. I am glad ever. I'm here for this. This is great. Uh, anyway, you get deals. Hey, Fran. Hi, Want to join the podcast, Fran Mirabella? Well, this are we getting kicked out? Yeah. All right, are we getting kicked You're out? A wanted man. Okay, we'll come out shortly. So deals with gold. As we try to get to this for the ninth time, uh, discounted games like Forza Five and Rise between fifty and seventy-five percent off. Stuff like this happening every month. Again, this is like a really awesome PlayStation Plus-esque discount mm-hmm. system that yeah. Microsoft has very much needed. Definitely down for this. Uh, yeah, Colin put up a uh, an op-ed that's actually on the site right now, Colin Moriarty. Uh, and it was uh, Microsoft's following Sony's playbook and why that's okay, why that's a good thing for them. Why absolutely. They needed to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. Like Sony's yeah. been making the good decisions, and, and Microsoft's now making those same decisions. And so now it's going to come down to, all right, we have parity when it comes to price. <clears throat> parity when it comes to features for discounts and for premium stuff. service. And so now it's going to be about games, which is cool, because I like video games. And we have you three in three weeks, so oh, we'll get I'm to excited. hear a heck of a lot more about that. You go, so what's what, are you, what are you excited to see, D3? Because you're going yeah, to I'm, show your yeah, game. Yep, I'm going, showing some below. Um I'm I'm really excited to see the the st- like we all, we get leaks and most of, of them are fake mm-hmm. some of them are real whatever we generally can guess the big franchise stuff that's going to be there yeah we always know there's going to be one of those oddball studios like maybe we'll see Black Tusk's new game mm-hmm. in real life uh, I would be really excited to see that um, like see oh, sorry in real life being like see what they're like yeah. the direction they're going to something take that's not a CG trailer yeah, yeah. Um, or like. You know, we know those things are going to kind of happen. We know mm-hmm. those things are going on. For me, there's probably like one or two crazy downloadable games that no one has ever heard of nor knew existed that are going to like pop up on stage. Microsoft, Sony, they're both going to do it. Been hearing some crazy stuff about some games on the Microsoft side on the downloadable space. They're both cappy games. You're just hyping them up right now. <laughs> there's, we do not have enough. No, we're not making. Any <laughs> we do not have enough human beings. There is, yeah. there is actually zero things that we are making. Chris is creative director about. on six yeah. games right now. Oh yeah, he, cappy. We're not would... making anything. News it. Yep. <laughs> Don't make games. No, I, I think there's. I think we're gonna get surprised. <laughs> like just like at like no man's sky blew us away it's bike yeah. awards i think there's going to oh, yeah. be there's going to be one or two of those that nobody knows a thing about that i think are going to be super super interesting to see interesting In- indie sports something sony's nailed i think microsoft does need to have a segment during their e3 presentation that kind of says hey we are, we're sporting the indies too especially cuz they were the you know last generation they were the first ones like with summer yeah. of arcade they were uh-huh. the ones out of the bat with you know rad stuff like you said n plus super meat boy limbo mm-hmm. you know braid all Explosion those games. Man. Exactly. bastion yeah, I think we're going to see some... I think they're both going to have to, to show some stuff off for sure. I just... Yeah. I, I always... E3 is always a very strange conference from a development standpoint because, like, nobody gets... Like, nobody who's going to buy your stuff plays it. it. It's all people who are going to critique your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody who goes to E3 is going there thinking, like, what games am I going to buy next? Yeah. And it's all people watching from the outside, uh, you know, kind of trying to, to get that, like, you know glance in on what's going on but in reality it's it's a lot of like pomp and a lot of show and a lot of mm-hmm. like you know who can put on the biggest flair or it was until you know this generation kind of switched on and now all anybody's trying to do is like 
put the best games in front mm-hmm. of people get the least amount of crap out of the way. Yeah, we don't care what celebrities are presenting it. We don't <laughs> yes, care what yeah. band you're yeah, on stage. We just stop doing it. We, we want to show <laughs> a lot of... And, and like, yeah, and, like, Yubi's going to have, like, maybe Yubi will show some of their smaller stuff. Maybe, yeah. like, there's... Child Light. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Whatever like the next Yubi art game yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, Prince I, I love that. <laughs> I love me some Yubi art. Yeah. And I think, I think everybody, like, not and not just platforms, but publishers in general are all, like, they all have to play the downloadable game. And I always love seeing, like, I remember when we were showing Clash of Heroes at E3 being put right next to Scott Pilgrim and being like, we're in a Ubisoft booth. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like a weird puzzle strategy game and a Paul Robertson animated. Yeah. yeah. Scott Ransom Pilgrim. too. Yeah. Like, Video games are kind of cool, <laughs> and I think that that's that's part and parcel with what E3 is now, and that's what really yeah. gets me super jazzed. I'm yeah. also like, is Hohokam going to be out by then? That's going to be really oh, exciting. Yeah. Man, I hope so. I think. Yeah. I think no, they said. I think they said late summer. Late summer. Okay. Yeah. There's. I think both sides are going to have a lot to like. It's going to be a video games battle to the death. <laughs> People need to like oh, man. both both sides really need to show some some. They need to show the big games. They need to show the independent stuff. They need to not talk about anything other than what players are going to get, whether it's it's features, free games, discounts, mm-hmm. or yep. actual crazy content. Yeah, I'm excited, gentlemen. Shall we get out of here yeah. before yeah. Frank Mirabella kicks that door down again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan McCaffrey usually closes the show bragging about we're the number one Xbox podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us five-star reviews. I don't know what any of that means. You can follow Destin Legary on Twitter, at Destin Legary. Yep. Marty, Creative. you are at McBiggity, two Gs, two Ts. Yes, sir. I am Mitchie D, at Mitchie D on Twitter. Yeah. Are you Cappy underscore Nathan? Yep, that's it. Cappy, C-A-P-Y underscore yep. Nathan. Uh, what's Cappy? Cappy Games? Cappy Games. Cappy, at Cappy Games on Twitter. Yeah, buy so, that super time for us. I like that, that game, game was awesome. I, really I enjoy it quite a bit. Ah, I would really appreciate it if people enjoyed it. So yeah. give it a shot and, okay. and, and rewind. You still got that free trial shot. on Xbox Live Arcade, right? Yeah, XBLA has it. There you go. Oh, yeah. wow. If you're still playing on 360, get that trial, check it out. Uh, what's it cost? 15 bucks. <laughs> free. Might as yeah. well be free. Yep. Yeah. So that's not, nothing money. Might as well not be but free. But not be free. <laughs> Don't be free. <laughs> not literally free. But <laughs> That might be bad. Yeah. But $15 is nothing. Give, yeah. give them the $15. It's pretty crazy. And there's a bunch of stuff in the game that we haven't even shown anybody oh, secret. Yeah, you were telling me something about it. Like, I, yeah. dude, if Blinks is in that game, I'm going to ask my ass. That, yeah. Without, <laughs> without any permission, okay. we just broke the copyright. And just no yeah. no one can own there. a time-traveling cat. Yeah, you try on. to like put him in handcuffs, he's like, we ah, own- yeah! And he goes through time. I was at these vacuuming stuff in like, the Victorian era. It's like, Blinks, get out of there. Blinks, <laughs> get out of that pyramid. Stop vacuuming up that Egypt dust. That's, that is your second best segue to end the show. This well has been done. Podcast Unlocked, regrettably. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be, ba- be back at you next week when Ron McCaffrey is back, and I'm on vacation. Thank God. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Bye. Thanks, folks. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.